everybody. This is Bill Cameron from The Drive. Podcasts of The Drive are presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors, now hiring for great-paying skilled trade positions. Call 334-209-6355 to learn more. Thanks for listening. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com and on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome in. It is the Friday edition of The Drive. Hope everybody doing well on, on not the most beautiful Friday. But, hey, it's, it's, a, it's a gorgeous Friday for Auburn basketball fans. As Auburn advancing to the second round, um, much, much unlike the other number two seed from the Southeastern Conference. Oh last night so uh so yeah we, we will catch you up on everything that's going on in the ncaa tournament today right now we're keeping an eye on the miami uh, southern cal game because the winner there will be auburn's opponent on saturday so so welcome in yes uh, uh let's go ahead and take care of some business before we jump into everything else dan is back man um tough loss last night i know uh, yeah yeah i know folks want to hear about about Auburn basketball and and the the NCAA. I think we tournament. have our we have our little segment of folks though who absolutely want more. Yeah, information well, about. well, Troy uh, hosting Alabama got out to an early lead. Alabama with strong second and third quarters, and then Troy coming almost all the way back in the last few minutes of the ball game. It's a, it's a talented Alabama team. I mean, five starters that would pr- would play for most SEC teams. They don't have a ton of depth. They really lean on their five starters, which is probably the reason they're in the WNIT and not the NCAA tournament with five starters as talented as as the five as the first five for Alabama. They they really played the majority of the game. Troy took it to them early. Alabama found their rhythm, built a 12-point lead with 4 minutes left. Uh, it seemed like uh, you know things were you know that that was that was going to be the story right that was going to be all she wrote but Troy goes on an 11-0 run in the final three and a half minutes or so uh, Bama can you know they they eventually get it up to three comes down to a a, a, a disputed final possession Troy gets a turnover you know trying to uh, mm. trying to score down three and tie the game but the 11-0 run I mean seeing. Uh, seeing the team fight back, you know, get off the canvas and 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 try to to make one last stand, and the and the the way Trojan Arena, which had about twenty three, twenty five hundred, I think in the uh, in, in in the house, you know, more more than more than half full, really good crowd, considering the students are on spring break, and and Alabama students are on spring break as and, well, and, and the NCAA tournaments, and the NCAA yeah, tournaments I mean, going I, on. I, I mean, thought, it, I thought that was yeah, I thought that was very impressive. So man, a, a tough tough loss, another really good season, absolutely. Uh, twenty four and nine was that how? twenty twenty four yeah. and nine Sun Belt regular season championship second time in school history they won the conference uh, regular season title and and yeah yeah a, a, a great season and the and the run continues for uh, for Coach Rigby and and Troy and we'll see what happens uh, we'll see what happens next you know we don't know what the the future holds but you know Troy's going to be with ten seniors you imagine Troy will be active in the portal trying to uh, reload the roster but I don't think anybody else in the Sun Belt expects Troy to uh, uh, decline. No. 
anytime don't, soon. Don't 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 expect so. So so Dan back here in the Wow Business Studio along with Bill and Drew. That's right. You can get two months free on super fast business internet when you switch to Wow. Details at switch to wowbusiness.com. Hour number one of the drive brought to you by our friends at Kia of Auburn on South College and Kia of Auburn.com. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one, and the number, and they also are the sponsor of our hotline. We welcome your calls, questions, comments. The number to get you through is 334-321-1390. That's right. You can also text the show, 334-321. Wait, that's not right. Three. No, it's 563. It's 563. Right? I got it. I got it. Hold on. I got this. 334-564-1840. You know, once you to text start the show. saying a yeah. phone number, it's no. almost impossible to correct. You know what? It's the off season, guys. Give me a break. I got I got you know, I got to get my feet wet. You know, I got to figure things out for He's a little gotta while. Get it's got to get back in that non That's right. Non-season mode. That's now. right. Most coaches go to Cancun or something, right? I'm I'm right back here at work the day after the season ends. And we're also following a ton of tournament action and NCAA basketball news and everything else going on. Did I give the text number? 334-564-1840. What's the top story right now, Bill? You want to start with Auburn and the well, obviously tournament? where we are. Yeah, Auburn and, and an impressive performance today. You talk about going on a run uh, in a ball game that was back and forth. Auburn went from a one-point lead with uh, just under four minutes to go in the first half to a 19-point lead uh, about four minutes into the second half, um, o- over a period of just under nine minutes, Auburn with an 18-0 run to a move out 11-11-0 run to end the first half, scored the first seven points of the second half. Um, Jabari Smith, uh, outstanding. Walker Kessler, a near triple-double. Uh, I thought Katie Johnson had an excellent, excellent game. He only had, well, he had 10 points after going scoreless, of course, in the SEC tournament. But seven assists, one turnover, and four rebounds as well for K.D. Johnson. I mean, seven assists, led Auburn in assists, and Auburn with a great day with assists. 23 assists on the day for Auburn. The basketball Auburn played in the closing minutes of the first half to take the lead and then grow that lead. You know, that sequence when Auburn turned it you know, from, there from was seven stretch, to... Yeah. A stretch of about 15 minutes was as good as Auburn has looked all year, and they have had some excellent stretches during the season. There, there were so many things I thought to be pleased with. Boy, the defense was just so aggressive without being over-aggressive. Um, I thought I thought Alan Flanagan had a good ball game today. Alan with ten points. Um, I mean, very good defensively as he usually is. But uh, but yes, I mean, a great team effort. Wendell, Auburn had four players in double figures. Wendell Green with nine. Jalen Williams before he got hurt was playing extremely well. Finished with eight points. All of those coming in the first half. I mean, it's different basketball games we're talking about. I mean, there's one basketball game that ends when Jacksonville State hits three free throws to make it 28-27. Right. Right? And then a different basketball game starts and that one is completely dominated by Auburn as one-sided. I mean, the, 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 the following, there's three, there's 347 left in the first half when Jacksonville State hits right. the three free throws to make it 28-27. Auburn scores the next 18 points of the basketball game going into the second half. I mean, the next 
10 minutes or so after Jacksonville State. And Auburn had played well to even cut into the, you know, b- before that. Yeah, Auburn was not playing that poorly. And, and this goes back to something I was talking about yesterday when, when I was, uh, um, addressing some, some people's thoughts that they'd had about South Dakota State. South Dakota State is a great three-point shooting team when there's not somebody right in their face. And and Jacksonville State made some made some great shots early, contested deep threes. But you're just not going to continue doing that. I don't care how good a shooter you are, when you have the kind of de- defenders that Auburn has really jumping at you with the length and the athletic ability they have, I mean, you're just not going to hit that high percentage, and it basically, you know, it eventually turned out that way. They hit five of their first seven threes. They end up going eight for 25. And if you look at the shot chart as far as where those threes came from, I mean, a right. couple of them are, are oh. halfway between the three-point line and, and midcourt. Absolutely. Uh, no, and, and you're right. I mean, probability says you're not going to roll seven 12 times in a row. And when you're when you're shooting really low percentage shots, I mean, that's sort of what you're trying to do. You can do it, right? I mean, it's physically possible. It, yeah, it is possible. It's, it's not likely. Exactly. It's very unlikely. Exactly. It's the difference between buying a lottery ticket and winning the lottery. And so, no, I think it was safe to assume Jacksonville State wasn't going to continue shooting the ball like that for an entire game. It was a remarkable stretch. I mean, some of those shots they made in that first, I mean, when we when we analyze what the first game that these two teams played, the 28-27 game, like, yeah, they, they hit some shots in that one uh, to to stay with Auburn and even at times, you know, put Auburn on their heels a little bit, make Auburn uh, work for even defensively, right? I mean, they, they were they were contesting mm-hmm. Auburn in the half. Court. Jabari Auburn, Smith. Could. Auburn was unable to get second shots for yes, a while. Absolutely. And then when the run started, when yeah. Auburn, uh, you know, when when Auburn, Man, when, when Auburn starts, yeah. when Auburn cl- starts clicking like that, it is uh, it is a sight to behold. One that uh, that that Auburn fans absolutely love. One that opponents and their fans just dread because it, it seems like when 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 they get on one of those runs it doesn't matter it, it there's no team in the country that's going to be able to do anything while they're on one of those now jacksonville state did eat into a big auburn lead as we've seen some yeah, they teams cut do 24 down to 12 they got it from or, yeah they got it from 24 to 12 uh, mm-hmm. but auburn was was able to uh to, to hold them off and keep it in double figures for most of the second half and they win oh, the yeah. game it, it 80 was, to 61 double figures i think the, the entire second it's half. unfortunate some injury news coming out of it. I mean, you, you had the, the, the scary... Well, it was scary for about a period of 30 seconds. You know, three of Auburn's big guys. Well, um, twice in the game, I think you had scary Walker Kessler moments. You did. Because you had the shoulder you know, when he you goes down. Land, you had him land backwards, sort of, and you know, you worried about the shoulder. Now, that's not the shoulder that's right. been bothering him. It's been his left shoulder. It was his right shoulder that he was sort of pulled. on the right shoulder well, behind him. Yeah, even before that, right? I mean, the right. rebound was sort of pulling it back at a weird angle, fighting for a guy behind him for a rebound. And then as he was trying to secure the rebound, he's pulled to the ground. And it seemed like he, you know, either in, in trying to brace himself for the fall or just in the in the tangle for the ball it seemed like maybe something had, had happened to his uh what we thought was his good shoulder right compared to the to the he one that he'd been okay, nursing though. he looked he did. okay he did but, uh, but and, then and it was yeah. re- it was really good that he came back after the second one which was scary which uh friendly fire you know with with walker and jalen williams who i mentioned really played well in the first half was that me I don't know what that was. I, I, I have no idea what that is. Uh, but Walker and Jalen Williams fighting for a defensive rebound. And uh, Walker's elbow 
coming down right across Jalen's mouth. Oh. And, you know, when I first saw it, I didn't, didn't know exactly what had happened. You saw the replay, and, yeah, I mean, that was a shot. And Jalen, um, apparently with, a, with a, a couple, at least a couple of chipped front teeth, did not return. Walker with a gash um, on, on his arm, as, as you would expect, from, you know, your elbow full force into into teeth. I would imagine that Walker's going to have that looked at more extensively I after. I mean, I'm, sure, I'm sure of that. I was I was traumatized as a young age by a doctor telling a group of, like, you know, I think somebody came to visit our, our school or something, and he said that, you know, if a, if a human... If you ever, if you ever have like a, a, a human bite, yeah, a puncture wound from human teeth, like it needs to be, it needs to be looked at by a doctor pretty extensively for the, you know, the possibility of of infection. So I, I would imagine Walker's going to be, uh, you know, he's he's going to be stitched up, and they're gonna, uh, they're gonna, they're gonna probably get something in there to to, oh, to kill uh, the no the, doubt the, the chance of the, no of the wound question. getting serious. But, but it seems like Jalen is the is the bigger concern yes. there with the chipped well, teeth well, and. In maybe concussion protocol from the blow to the head. I mean, he sure. seemed pretty out of it and in a lot of pain uh, after, uh, and, and understandably so. He got a Walker Kessler elbow to the mouth. And then you also uh, also had to wonder for a little bit about Dylan Cardwell, who went down and you wondered was that a hip pointer, perhaps because he was really favoring the hip for a little bit, but he came back as well. So it remains to be seen, you know, the sort of condition and how the Auburn big men shake it off who's available and 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 how limited did, they are did Dylan come back did he come back after that I thought Dylan came back I thought back. so because the thing one thing I thought was really interesting in the last minute of the game a stretch Akingbola siding for the first time I believe since before SEC play well and I think if this I team won, I, I wonder if you know it's like if Jalen well if Jalen Williams isn't available on on Sunday right don't you think there might be a role for stretch hockey ball, especially, especially Bill, if USC is the opponent, one of the tallest teams right. in the entire field? They're playing a close game right now with Miami, uh, but USC is a team where you don't want to go in undersized. And if Jalen Williams is injured and can't play on Sunday, I absolutely could see Auburn finding, even if it's just a few minutes to play some post defense, Auburn might need a stretch hacking bowler to play more minutes than he's played of late. Yeah, well, he um, he hasn't he hasn't played any in a long, long time. Yeah, Jalen Williams, six minutes, eight points. I mean, he was pair really, of threes, right? Yes, very yeah. effective. Today. Really started three, that run three of three with, from the floor. Yep. Yeah, I mean the 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 the, the corner three. Yeah, the corner three was uh, was one that really sort of ignited Auburn in the final few minutes of the first half. But I mean, Auburn very efficient. Uh, they they had just they had eleven turnovers, and really they only had seven turnovers. When when they were up twenty four, they'd only had seven turnovers. Got a little bit sloppy after they got up twenty four, but I thought guard play, which we had talked about, was uh, was outstanding for Auburn. Well, KD was great today. KD right? was mean... great, and Wendell, Wendell. I mean, both of them were. Um, you know, they 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 weren't they were they weren't looking to shoot first. Um, I mean, Wendell. I think Wendell had, Katie a, had a couple. Katie had well. a he had a couple of possessions where he was looking to shoot first. Well, yeah, but I meant for the I meant <laughs> for the always. Most You're right. Yeah, I meant always. Katie just took eight shots. <laughs> Katie was fourth on the team in shots taken. Oh no! I, I Amari no... took thirteen. Walker took eleven. Allen nine, and then eight for Katie 
and only five shot attempts for Wendell. And I'd be interested to know, I mean, seven uh, seven assists for Katie Johnson today. I'm going to guess that's a career high. I'm going to guess I'm going to guess a season high. It's uh, a career it's high. career high. Okay, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't think he's had more than that. So, yeah, distributing as well. I mean, Katie played a very good game, a bounce back game after, you know, going yep. 0 for 14 from the field against A&M in Tampa. So, no, it's great to see him round into form. And with Zepp Jasper, it does the box score doesn't tell you how he played. No, he hit right? it. Yeah, you, I, I swear I thought his I thought uh, one field goal was a three. I did too. I'm with it's you. Like, yeah, I we, wondered why they didn't look at. Do we it agree. Okay, we're three. three we're, we're all everyone yeah. in the room agrees yeah. on that. Okay, so so yes, it maybe should have been evaluated, but no. But anyway, yeah. Well, I mean, Zep was six points, uh, four assists, one turnover. Uh, in 25 minutes, but great, great defense. It's important to remember with Zepp Jasper that it's not just about it's not just about what he provides on the box score. It's also that he's playing defense on the the other team's point guard for much of the game. And you look and when a team has a poor shooting performance from the field, yes, a lot of that can be attributed to Auburn's rim protection. And Jacksonville State was having trouble uh, getting around the basket. But I think the offense in general was slowed down because Zepp Jasper was playing excellent. Perimeter defense, all told, a great game for Auburn, and now they await the uh, the opponent. Let's see who advances from Miami and USC. Uh, and right now, Miami leading 57-54 at the under-four timeout. A couple of other ball games going on, and uh, they're, they're tight ones right now. Uh, Notre Dame and Alabama, and this a big, a big loss in this ball game as uh, Javon Quinterly, out of the game with a knee injury and will not return. We don't know the uh, severity of the injury, but that is a big, big loss for Alabama. And they trail Notre Dame at the half, forty-one to thirty-six. As as you would expect, uh, that that's with that Alabama game, it's going to be pretty high scoring. Meanwhile, Virginia Tech and Texas uh, are are locked up in a low-scoring tight game. With uh, Virginia Tech, the Hokies leading the Longhorns 23-22 at the under four-minute timeout in the first half. That's right. Nothing, uh, nothing earth-shattering. No, in, no, the, today in the tournament has, today. Today has been much more uh, what you would expect than yesterday. How how was your bracket? I'm doing okay. I didn't have Kentucky going all that I far. I did. I had him in the final four. See, but I, you know what? You know what? I like I said yesterday. It doesn't matter as long as I don't have like. You know, next month's rent or something like that. Uh, oh yes, well that's. Way, I'm, I'm not. I'm not renting. But if I had next month's house payment uh, on 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 Kentucky being in the Final Four, I would have been much more pulling for the Cats. But no, no, just fun little pools, couple of couple of brackets in a in a pool, friendly pool not gonna, for entertainment for not, entertainment purposes only. Bill, maybe not entertainment. The cops, cops are listening. I don't care. Okay. What? So what? What? All right, it's, never mind. Hey, you know, but the uh, you know, yeah, Kentucky. There were fo- there were some folks in Greensboro. It sounded like who if, had Kentucky. If they, if they who they had to come after that, then our fantasy baseball league is in big trouble. There's uh, all right. Stop stop listening if if there's any <laughs> law enforcement types. All right, so Bill, there's a um, uh, but no, I mean I. I I could not help pulling for St. Peter. Oh no, of course. In, in in a situation like that, especially the later, oh yeah, you know, the longer the game goes, where, where you see, uh, and by the point spread, I mean this is one of the biggest upsets yep. in the last forty years of the NCAA tournament. I believe Action Network is a is a group that sort of compiles interesting facts and figures about gambling history, and they found that I think there have been five games in the NCAA tournament in the last forty years 
where a team was a 17.5 point favorite or larger and lost outright. Kentucky last night was one of those games. So it's, mm-hmm. it's on the short list of the biggest upsets ever. It's maybe the biggest upset Kentucky has ever suffered in the NCAA Kentucky, tournament. A lot of Kentucky folks think it may be the wor- their worst loss ever. Well, that's, period. That's good. You know, it, it, it means that the Auburn loss in the uh, Elite Eight a couple years ago moves down that list oh, yeah. of, the, of the worst losses well, they've that ever one, suffered. That one wasn't, I mean, that was one that, that bothered them an awful lot. Ooh, they, but that was not going to be, that's not an embarrassing loss like, like last night. But with night. no, with no Chuma. I think they. It's I think a still, lot of a lot of them thought they were going to walk all sure, over. Auburn sure, that day. they did. Sure, they did. But to lose to a team that gets to the Final Four, if St. Peter's gets to the Final Four, well, then but, maybe this loss won't be so bad. But you lost to them in the. I don't think that's going to happen. You lost to them in the Elite Eight. That's why they got to I the know. Final Four. Well, that's true. But I mean, still, <laughs> I know what you mean. It. Yeah. It's not Auburn. Auburn beating Kentucky two years ago is not the most embarrassing loss no. in the history of Kentucky basketball. Not not at all. I mean, th- this is now last night. Uh, last Could night's be. last night's on the list. Could be. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe Kentucky in a couple of the years when they didn't make the tournament, which have been very few, like those. Uh, you know, losing to remember Gillespie. Some terrible team. Gillespie used to lose those games early in the season yeah. to schools you've never heard of, and you would realize something was going wrong. But that's but there was I mean, nothing. There was really not anything on the line. There was nothing. The expectations were sure that they it, would beat those teams, but it wasn't. Here on national TV in the first round of the tournament, when so many people had them projected as a possible national champ. We'll get to our first break. We'd love for you to join in on the Kia of Auburn hotline, 334-321-1390, just underway here on the Friday Drive. Let's get back to the drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com and on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive. 24 minutes after 4 o'clock. Bill, Dan, and Drew here in the Wild Business Studio. Uh, let's see. Miami, Southern Cal. Again, the winner there to play Auburn on Saturday. And no, I have not seen the uh, time for that ball game yet. But Miami with a three-point lead as we just go under a minute. And a big uh, two-pointer. So it is a five-point Miami lead with under a minute to play. That's right. USC uh, on on the ropes. They dug themselves a big hole early. They were able to get it back to uh, to tied, but now it looks like USC could be uh, on their way out of the NCAA tournament, and the Miami Hurricanes could be the team facing uh, the Auburn Tigers in the round of 32. There have been a few, but, Dan, it has been a rough start for teams from the West Coast, from out West. UCLA was able. To, you asked me about my bracket. UCLA that, that doesn't. I, I'm not. I'm not concerned of how impressive a win is. UCLA got the win. It was. UC, UCLA, it was, it was uh, very, very close. That's right. And maybe it's good news for UCLA that Kentucky, one of the teams in their region that would have stood in their yeah. way of the Final Four. Although I guess bad news for UCLA is that St. Mary's looked like one of the most impressive teams Saint in Mary's the country. Very good. I mean, they they from the from the opening tip, St. Mary's was impressive. The Zags. The Zags were in a tie ball game with 11 minutes to go, and then blew out Georgia State. But but man, the Mountain West teams, a lot of lot of teams from from 
uh, west of the Mississippi have uh, have struggled a little bit. Let's let's look at the eight matchups you're seeing tomorrow to go to the Sweet 16, and and you you stop me when one of them sticks out to you is really interesting. So we've got in chronological order: uh, North Carolina Baylor is the early game. Creighton, Kansas. I mean, that could be interesting. North Carolina was very impressive. That's yesterday. right. Baylor, a five and a half point favorite against Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's the eleven ten game tomorrow morning on CBS. Creighton and Kansas, Michigan and Tennessee. Creighton and Kansas is a not is an interesting Midwest matchup, but Kansas ought to Kansas ought to win that. Yeah, it's going to take a bad bad night from Kansas. <laughs> I think uh, Tennessee, Michigan. Tennessee, Michigan, Tennessee ought to win that. Tennessee one. should win. Tennessee is. Tennessee's playing very well. Sonny Smith yesterday said that is a team that he is as impressed with as anybody with the way they're playing right now. Agreed. I, w- I would I would not offer any objection to uh, to, to that uh, to that point, and, and that makes sense because it's coming from uh, from Sonny Smith. Uh, Providence and uh, Richmond is a is a that's, is one that, of the evening games tomorrow. That's, now that's a cool matchup, isn't it? And that's Rich- a really cool matchup. Providence just a three point favorite despite being yep. the four seed. I think they're going to be doubted all tournament long. Like every time Providence oh, wins, so is Richmond, and so and Sonny. so is Richmond. You're right. You're going to have a, an, an underdog yep. in the even though Providence even is though a, Providence is a four, but they're a, they're a four seed that everybody's looking at with a lot of skepticism. They've right. been looking at them that way all year. A uh, Saint Peter's and Murray State to go to the Sweet Sixteen yeah, who tomorrow. Had that? That's right. Lot, now I had Murray, but that's. Uh, I had Murray State too, but I had yeah. Kentucky beating them like everybody else in the country. And a lot instead, of folks like San Francisco. That's uh, that's that's on Sunday. That's San Francisco's. Uh, San Francisco. No, San, oh, oh, a lot of folks like San Francisco against Murray State. Yeah. Oh, a lot by of the folks way, liked San Francisco, and it looks like that could have been, been the last game for Todd Golden as the uh, coach of the Dons. Is he coming back to the Southeastern Conference? Sure, looks so. Multiple reports. Yeah, how about that? Bruce Pearl was even asked about it today. That it seems like well, I didn't uh, get to hear that. Yeah, he, he big smile said he's like a son to him is is what he said, and so big. You know, he he obviously approves of uh, Coach Golden uh, coming to. Uh, Looks uh, like he's gonna yeah he's gonna replace Mike White at Florida. How about that? The University of Florida Scott Strickland going out and getting his man a guy with SEC experience who's been doing very well. He's been doing very well for the Dons uh, on the other side of the country, and now he's coming back uh, to the SEC. Uh, Memphis Gonzaga uh, tomorrow night, Bill. You got that one at uh, that's the late game. On, uh, Memphis has got Memphis has got great athletes, uh, didn't they? Didn't they get a player or two hurt yesterday? I mean, they've they've had uh, they've had all kinds of problems for Penny. I, I mean, and it's Gonzaga, right? Yeah, I mean, this is one right. of the this is that's one. Of, I mean, if, if Memphis Zags, were, yeah, and 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 again, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna laugh at Gonzaga because it was a tie ball game with ten minutes or eleven minutes to go. Two really interesting games uh, in the in the evening slate. New Mexico State and Arkansas. Arkansas barely able to get by Vermont. Yeah, that one again. I don't care. Right, you don't care, won. but but, but I, w- I want to see New Mexico State who played who played pretty well. I think that, they could. That's that's a better matchup I think for Arkansas though than their than their Vermont game. I, I think so too. And then UCLA St. Mary's. St. Mary's looked very impressive. Oh, yeah. UCLA. That, that's going to really be fun. That's that's going to be a great one. UCLA a slight favorite. Can't wait to see that tomorrow night. All right, we need to get to our bottom of the hour break. Love for you to join in. Anything you want to talk about sports-wise here on the Friday Drive.
The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. And on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back. Welcome back into the drive. Hold Southern a, Cal try, a making, making a, a strong run in the final 30 seconds. Auburn's next opponent, I the was, winner of the Miami Southern Cal. Dan looked down, thought the game was well, over because it was eager. a seven-point Miami lead with 32 seconds. It is now a two-point Miami lead. Southern Cal with the ball in 22 seconds and counting. That's right. I prematurely... Uh, uh, jettisoned Southern Cal from the NCAA tournament. I think. I mean, I look and that's a tie uh, game, and that's right. Now they've tied the game. It was it was seven uh, it, it, within the final minute, within it, the final thirty two within seconds. the final thirty two seconds, and USC has stormed back to make this a tie game. Miami going for the buzzer beater. It's blocked. Are they going to well, call, call a foul? They didn't call a foul with three seconds because it was a great block. It must have been another another player on the wow. uh, on the body because it definitely was a block. Let's see. Yeah, there was a reach in. Reach in. Reach in before the shot was blocked on the guy who just hit the three. Wow. And so Miami so, uh, is going to so, have a chance so Miami, at the free throw line. Right. With and three seconds left. Three, that's right. With three seconds, Southern Cal will get the ball back, but they'll have just three seconds and we'll see what Miami does. Um, you want to, you want to wait till this is over? You want to go ahead and get to the, let's pace? get to Terry and see what All he's right, got. We'll go ahead and get, hey, Terry, how you doing today? Hey guys, how y'all doing? Pretty good. Great. Um, do y'all think that John Calipari's run is over at Kentucky? And I mean that, not that he's not a good coach, because he is a very good coach. He's going to get top-notch talent. But I don't think he's going to win another national title. I mean, I think his window is closed. But he's going to continue to win 22, 24 games or more. And he's going to have five-star talent all over the place. Who do, you, who, do you yeah, think, I mean, who do you think is going to win national championships in the next five, ten years if Kentucky's not going to win any? Oh, I'd put money on guys like Matt Painter at, at Purdue or, you know, a few other guys. Bruce Pearl at Auburn. I, I just think that uh, you know people that people that watch football for a long time um, think that it's easy to get there and win and win national championships as no. Miami does. Miami does hold off Southern Cal. I think I don't know. I know Kentucky fans are just beside themselves with that loss, and they feel the underachievements that they've had in the uh, in the NCAA tournament. But I think they're just about as likely to win a title. Every year, as as anybody else. Yeah, I mean, I think I think John Calipari's window closes at Kentucky when he's not the coach at Kentucky anymore. But I think as or long if as he can't continue bringing in those those five, well, he, stars. but he won't be the coach in Kentucky anymore if that happens. No, I mean, it's, I mean, right. if he's as long as he's there, I mean, they're they're going to have as good a shot as anybody every single year because they'll be active in the transfer portal and they'll be one of the top recruiting teams. Now, if he continues to have great seasons that disappoint in the postseason, I remember Tubby Smith. And Tubby Smith, Tubby was, didn't have a contract. Like, Tubby didn't like have a, Cal he didn't does. have a contract like Cal. But but was the problem with Tubby Smith more postseason underachievement than winning in the regular season? Uh, with Tubby Smith, well, another, another problem with Tubby is Tubby wasn't getting the kind of players that Kentucky thought they should be getting. That's fair, but and that was maybe contributing to why they right. weren't going as it far was. in the NCAA tournament. But Tubby Smith was winning a lot of Tubby, regular Tubby's season a games. Better X's nose guy. I Tubby Smith was winning a lot of SEC games right. and a lot of regular season championships and things like that, but he wasn't going far enough in the tournament, and that's why he was replaced by Gillespie and then John Calipari. Right. And if Calipari keeps falling short in the tournament, I do think eventually Kentucky will think, 
you know, anybody can win in the regular season at Kentucky. We need someone who can win in the postseason. Right. Another thing about Tubby Smith, Tom, there's a, the one and done as popular and big as it is now, it wasn't quite as, it still went on, but it wasn't quite the thing it is now. Well, guys could go pro out of high school when Tubby Smith was the right, coach right. of Kentucky. Exactly. Well, I mean, good so, point, Dan. I mean, that's so it, it's, it's changed. It's changed a lot. You know, in Calipari, I mean, I don't know if anybody, when you look at the, the freshmen that have played one year at Kentucky and then gone to the NBA, I don't know if anybody's used that as well as John Calipari has. I mean, you could argue maybe Coach K at Duke, but for the most part, I mean, I, I would say he's he's Cal. yeah he's he's done a better job of of using one year players to win games and then send them to the NBA of anybody. And you know, as long as players uh, have to uh, spend a year in college basketball or doing something else before going to the NBA draft, I think John Calipari is going to have a chance to have a great team every single year. Did you guys ever sat back and thought how scary Rick Patino would have been at Kentucky if he had stayed? Not let his ego got out of control. I think he won at least won at least two more national champions, maybe more. Well, I, think the same no, I mean, run. well, Cal won one in that time, so right. <laughs> now I mean, you're right. I, I, Rick, you're right. Rick Patino is a great coach, no yeah. question about it. And he was just a perfect fit at Kentucky. And I think whoever the next coach at Kentucky is, whether however long Calipari stays, or five more years or twenty more years, I don't know. I don't know how old he is, but. Um, you're not really going to know. It's going to be kind of like following Nick Saban in Alabama. There's going to be so much talent there, you might have a couple of good years off of that, and then they find out you're really not that good. Well, there's so much more of an emphasis and so many better coaches who have shown the ability to bring in great talent at other schools around the SEC. So, yes, I do agree that it's uh it's going to be tougher but but yeah I'm I'm uh I'm hesitant to just say yeah his runs over and and he can't win another time. Here, here's the scary thing about firing a coach because he's winning a lot of regular season games and not, not winning enough, enough. and not enough if if enough you if you have a coach exactly we've seen this in other sports right Bill mm-hmm. and even in college basketball too. Yep. You have a coach who's winning enough in the regular season but he's not winning enough in the postseason for your liking and you replace him thinking, well, anybody can win in the regular season. We need the guy that can win in the postseason. And what happens? Sometimes it works out, and you go from being a good program to a great program. Kirby Smart would maybe be an example of a Georgia going from we were winning with Mark Richt but not enough to now we're winning SEC championships uh, and national championships. Finally, this year, they, they break say, through. There, there, there are a couple of schools that used to be, I mean, you, you just pencil them in to the Final Four, Indiana. You, you're UCLA. That's right. And so, but I think that those. It's but I not, mean, but but the fan yeah. base thought doesn't matter. Anybody's getting sure. us to the elite eight. Georgetown. Yes. I mean, you think, oh god, St. John's. Right. right. Think about some of those Big East right, programs. Yeah, I mean, you think yeah. you think about some of those Big East programs that and, and what they were. You know, every single year it didn't matter uh, who, who was who was at the helm. They're they're gonna uh, they, you know they're gonna be fine. You're right, and we've seen it. And so, I mean, it's it's dangerous if you think. Anybody can do what John Calipari is doing in the regular season. Anybody can do what John Calipari is doing on the recruiting trail. We need someone who's like John Calipari, but better in the postseason. That's a dangerous game to play because maybe you maybe you find out John Calipari is a little better than you thought he, he was. He is a great recruiter. I mean, I, I heard yeah, I heard Terry ask that question earlier today. Um, he, you know. It may have been questionable how he got him, but I mean, he recruited great players at Memphis. He recruited great players at UMass, greater than they were 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 used to getting. So he he has that uh, whatever ability to be able to convince you know the top players 
that 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 his place is a little uh, more attractive than others. But there's more. I mean, there, there seems but yes. To... Say he needs he needs to get past. They, they don't they don't need to be out this early in the tournament. Yeah, there's more unrest after last night's loss than I think there's ever been yeah, around John Calipari, and I think part of that too is. Tennessee and, Ar- and Auburn having the regular seasons they just had. That, that, that is no small reason. Right. Kentucky fans like to feel superior to everyone else mm-hmm. in the conference. And for a long time, understandably so, right? I yeah, mean, it's, e- it's, even, even if they got bumped, <clears throat> did win the national title, they yeah. knew that there was nobody who was uh, anywhere near them in this league. Yeah, you like to imagine Kentucky as a program, you know, at, has no equal. And now, at, you know, at the moment at least, I'm not comparing histories, but at the moment, it does seem like Kentucky. Uh, has a few uh, equals in, in in the conference and this year's SEC and uh, Tennessee and Auburn advance beyond the, uh, the the first round of of the NCAA tournament. Both very impressively. Both very impressively. Both very impressively. And uh, and and Kentucky's uh, Kentucky's run uh, ends very very early in front of a a very disappointed group in uh, in in uh, Indianapolis. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. We'd love for you to join in here on the Friday edition of the drive. All right, appreciate so, the phone call, Terry. So, so it, yeah, so it'll be Auburn and Miami on uh, on Sunday. That's right. And we don't know we don't know the time. Uh, those we'll find that out a little later on. Do we get everything at once at the end of the night? I Is that so. how it works? I, I think, think they, so. they look at because they like to. I mean, mm-hmm. there, there are some big there are some marquee matchups. Still to be played, some big teams still to play later tonight, and I think they want to know, uh, you know, if those teams advance before they set television time. So I would, I would expect tonight after the last game goes final that we will have times uh, for Sunday. We we had the times we went over uh, Saturday's games. I think a great slate of of games set for tomorrow. Some some big matchups and some teams that, you know, I mean, you you have a couple of teams: Baylor, Kansas, Tennessee, Gonzaga. Arkansas, UCLA, you have a couple teams people think can win the entire tournament that are yeah. in action tomorrow playing uh, pretty pretty interesting well, you, games. You, you should. You had three number one seeds playing yesterday. Absolutely, and all of them are going to be uh, in, in more, interesting, uh, uh, more interesting games tomorrow. Yep, now... Um, all three number one seeds winning tomorrow? Uh, Baylor, Kansas, and Gonzaga? I think so. No, I think so, too. I think so. Uh, Who's I mean, in the most danger, Baylor? Baylor. Cause, Baylor because of USA? Oh, they, Baylor, yes. Uh, but but they they should all win. Um, now uh, we got some Tar Heels in the Greystone. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Well, we we did. We did. Yeah. Yep. Uh, going on right now. Um, Texas and Virginia Tech are, are at the half. They're in that uh, East region. Where's that one being played? The East region is. Be- or wait, oh or God. The- you, you, yeah. Is, was, oh, is that the game? Are those in Milwaukee? The, the first the first weekend. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't have where it was being played, but Texas leads Virginia Tech at the half. Texas the sixth seed, Virginia Tech the 11th seed. It's 34-32 Longhorns. And in the uh, second half, uh, out out west in San Diego, and it is. It's West Regional, and it is in San Diego. I mean, a lot of times West Regionals are being played in the Northeast, depending well, on the teams. The, not in the second weekend. This, in the, this in the, isn't the second. That's what I mean. But in the second, because well, because the names, the regionals are are I know named I know, after the regional crazy, host sites. It's crazy when I see first round West right. West regionals games being played like in 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 Connecticut. I had someone ask me about that out of the blue yesterday and say, "Hey, why why would why would the UCLA uh, Akron game be played in Portland 
Oregon if they're in the East Regional? Like, what's going because on there? Because it's, it's more convenient for those teams, and that's a venue that's right, hosting the, the first the round eight, games. The eight host sites this weekend have nothing to do with right. the names of the regional sites, no. West, Midwest. Those are because of the, of the arenas that will host mm-hmm. them next week. I think the East Regional is in Philly next weekend. I don't, yeah. I don't, know, I don't know all four of the... Uh, I think Chicago is where Auburn is. Uh, would yes. Auburn, Auburn, Chicago's yes. where Auburn would uh, go. The, the winner, the winner of the Auburn Miami game goes to Chicago. That's right. So, and, and then there's there's two other cities as well hosting. But the uh, uh, no, it, it's it it makes no sense when you think about the matchups of like where where these teams are going or where these teams are versus uh, yeah the the names on the on the regionals. Anyway, uh, Notre Dame leading Alabama forty seven forty two with about fifteen minutes to play. In regulation, again, Alabama playing without Javon Quinterly, who went down with a knee injury and will not return for this ball game. So those are the games that are going on right now. We can, uh, we'll take a look at some of the games scheduled for later on. Anything you want to talk about sports wise here on the Friday edition of the drive? Rough start to SEC baseball last night for Auburn. I mean, literally. A rough start. Um, Auburn had been uh, one of the better fielding teams in the SEC coming in to play. And uh, they really, really struggled last night. I think six or seven unearned runs for Ole Miss last night. You cannot let a team that swings the bats like Ole Miss give them more runs. Uh, so Ole Miss... Uh, beats Auburn last night 13 to 6 in a very poorly played game by Auburn to open up SEC play. Disappointing start to conference play. They are playing the number one team in the country, but it felt like some of those were maybe unforced errors, right, Bill? Oh, I mean, it wasn't, quite a few. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't just about, you know, Ole I mean, Miss's greatness causing these mistakes. There were some things that, uh, you know, were reminiscent, and I, I, I mean, I hate to say this. I mean, there were some things reminiscent of, you know, T ball. That you saw last night. I mean, it's like, no, the base is loaded, trying to pick a runner off second, throw it in the outfield, uh, don't call time, guys score. I mean, and before like, we sound overly harsh, that's baseball too, right? Is. You'll see, you'll see oh, major you'll see games where it just, oh, just, you'll see major leaguers do things and it's like, well, yeah. wait a minute. What that's, that's not, that's, that wasn't in the script. Now, now one thing I have not seen, I guess the game is on tap for tonight. I mean, we had the rain has moved out. So, um, you know, there was com- some concern about the game being played as scheduled at 6 o'clock tonight. So you want me to check to see if there's been any announcement or I, anything in the... Yeah, I was going to say, I, I feel like you would be, you'd be the first person... I haven't received an email. I usually get, it, I usually get emails Pete, listeners don't Listeners don't know this. We have a big red phone here in the studio, and if there's any, right, the big, if there's any big Auburn University baseball news, Bill Cameron, you know, they, they, they pick the phone up and they, and they give him a call. Uh, not really, but, uh, but, but usually. Theater of the mind, Bill. Usually I'm sort of in the loop, so. But no, I'm, so the game appears to be on tap tonight, hoping Auburn can bounce back. Meanwhile, Auburn softball. We got a tweet uh, in the last hour. The tarp is off the field. They're getting ready to play 6 p.m. Central. First pitch, Auburn and Ole Miss tonight at Plainsman Park. That's good because it sure didn't look like they'd be able to a few hours ago. Um, so hopefully, uh, Auburn can uh, can bounce back this evening. All right, let's get to our. Why don't we get to our final break here of hour number one? Plenty of time for you to join in. Let's see. Quick update: Notre Dame up eight over Alabama with thirteen forty-five to go in regulation. It's fifty to forty-two. Stick uh, stick with us here on the Friday Drive. 
Drive continues. 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 The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. And on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive. Final segment of hour number one here on this Friday. Yeah, it is clearing up a little bit. Baseball scheduled for tonight over at Plainsman Park. The Tigers hosting Ole Miss, looking to even the the uh, opening conference series against the number one team in the country, the Ole Miss Rebels. And again, first pitch uh, slated for six o'clock. Day two of the of the full NCAA tournament is uh, nearing. Uh, the end of the early session. I think they're okay with first round. I think it's first four, first round is how they want us to refer to this this weekend. So we can call this the first round. I think this is the first round. Remember last year, year before they wanted to call it the second round. I believe it's like no. I believe we're going first four, first round, round of thirty two. So I'm I've been calling this the first round now ever since I saw that on some of the the documentation. But you've had a we got six finals. Yeah, from the first a couple round today. Of them we haven't even mentioned from today. Yeah, a couple of uh, high seeds that just throttled uh, their opponents. Mm-hmm. Villanova took care of Delaware, eighty to sixty. The two seeds. That one was tight for quite a while. That's right. They pull away at the end. Purdue uh, taking care of business against the Ivy League champion Yale in a three fourteen matchup, seventy eight fifty six. The final score there. Montana State, the fourteen seed, uh, unable to. Uh, Ooh, Texas Tech was very impressive. They didn't even get out of the blocks, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's. I think the winner of this Alabama Notre Dame game has a fight on their hands with Texas Tech. You're right in about the, that. In, in, in the next round, and and well, not not that it really matters, but uh, yeah, neither of my brackets. Um, had had anybody getting past Texas Tech? No, it's a, it's a pretty good looking Texas right. Tech team. Ninety seven sixty two. The final score: the Red Raiders beat Montana State. Ohio State over Loyola Chicago fifty four forty one. Loyola Chicago was a trendy double digit seed sure for a lot of people, but they just unable to to get much offense going. Uh, they they couldn't get anything going at all, and they they were no. They had like uh, eighteen uh, points at halftime, seventeen or eighteen at half. Yeah, eighteen right. points at halftime, and and finished the game with just forty one. Ohio State moves on to the next round. I believe they've got a. Is that Villanova? Is it Ohio State Villanova in the uh, in the next round? Uh, yes, it is. That's right, Ohio State and Villanova. That could be a pretty good game. Although, you know, we talked with uh, Coach Champy earlier in the week. He's a big fan of that Villanova point guard. I, I, Villanova is a there's they're a, a sneaky team in this uh, in, in this field to, to maybe do some damage. And then, of course, the other game, which we uh, talked about extensively earlier in the show, Auburn eliminates Jacksonville State eighty to sixty one. The Tigers will face the Miami Hurricanes, who took USC out of the draw in. Uh, one of the actually the only upset of the day among the final scores or um, among the seeds, uh, 68-66, the U taking out USC and advancing uh, to face the Auburn Tigers. Yeah, so I mean, uh, so everything else has been chalk so far today, right? That's uh, yeah, that's right. Which that's which interesting. which may not bode well for some of the higher seeds in action later. We'll see. Uh, Illinois uh, takes on the uh, Chattanooga Mocks. 
that game at uh, at five fifty. There are a lot of folks that, that seem to think uh, the scrappy mocks. That's have a right, Mocky Top. Watch out for him. Uh, Duke uh, going to be a lot of attention on Coach K coaching Golly, in this what final. Do you mean there's gonna be. Yeah, Can we, yeah you want to talk about it? Go for it, Bill. Yeah, let's do. I mean, we're we're trying to watch the end of the Miami Southern Cal game, which is a one point game, and there's a questionable call on the sideline. What do we get? We get uh, here's Coach K and his wife walking in, holding hands, getting off the bus, walking in, holding hands, then walking down the hall while there's a couple of critical calls going on. I kept waiting now, for them. Maybe, to... maybe if you were listening, they were letting you hear the commentary, but I doubt it. I, I kept waiting for, like, they were going to cut away during a buzzer beater yeah. because Coach K is in a hallway somewhere. We need to watch him, you know, walk from, yeah. from one oh, corridor God. to the other. No, it was, I mean, it really is like uh, uh, bordering on, on hysteria. Right to uh, you know the, the the attention around Coach K and understandably so in his final NCAA tournament. But I, I yeah we we were sort of laughing at how overboard they were going following Coach K around the building. You know while the uh, not while the game was going on, but while there was something important happening. Yeah, while there were official discussions trying to determine whose possession it was in a one point game with two minutes to play. But Duke's in action later and. Uh, yeah, among, among the other teams that folks will be uh, paying attention to, uh, LSU against Iowa that State is, right. is one that uh, folks will be watching closely. It'll be too. really interesting just to see how LSU plays now. UAB. UAB, UAB and Houston. UAB Houston tonight as well. That's right. Auburn, Alabama, and UAB all playing on the same day in the postseason. Auburn's one, Alabama's down 10, and UAB's got a team that a lot of people think could be a dark horse to win it all. All right, stick with us. We're halfway done. Love for you to join in in hour number two of the Friday Drive. W294AR Auburn. WGCCHD3 Waverly. Auburn Opelika's sports leader. ESPN 1067. A broadcast service of Auburn Network Incorporated. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. And on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome in to hour number two of the Friday Drive. Bill, Dan, and Drew here in the WOW Business Studio. That's right. You can get two months free on super fast business internet when you switch to WOW. Details at switchtowowbusiness.com. Hour number two of the Drive brought to you by the good folks at the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care with locations at Auburn and Opelika on the web at orthoclinic.com. Dot com And we welcome your calls, questions, comments on the Kia of Auburn hotline. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one, and the number to get you through is 334-321-1390. That's right. You can, uh, you can also text the show, 334-564-1840, on the drive text box presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. A lot of basketball talk, as you would expect here on day two of the uh, first round of the NCAA tournament after a lot of uh, just craziness. I mean, real madness yesterday on day one. It's been more um, more following the script 
that uh, was expected here. Just one lower seed winning thus far. And uh, among the games played, Auburn's first appearance and an impressive one by the Tigers as they defeat Jacksonville State 80-61 to uh, up in Greenville, South Carolina. That's right. It was a uh, an impressive win for Auburn. We talked about the. I mean, it's really a story of several basketball games. It begins with Auburn and Jacksonville State having a pretty you know pretty back and forth twenty eight twenty seven. I mean, it was a game where Jacksonville State was having some success offensively. The three pointers oh, yeah, were they falling. Hit, they were, hit five of their first seven. Yeah, and then things changed. Right. I mean, with about. Four minutes left in the first half. Auburn goes on an 18-0 run uh, to go from uh, up one to up 19. And from that point on, I mean, Jacksonville State, I mean, they, they tried to get back into the game. They even cut it to 12. But Auburn, I mean, I, Auburn seized control of this game and really never gave it back. No, absolutely not. And um, Jabari, Jabari Smith had one of the highlights. Of yeah, the I was going to say, I don't know if we mentioned the dunk in the first half. We did mention the dunk. I mean, he hit... Uh, Four or five threes. I, I'll pull up the. Uh, this should be the, the box. You know the the way Jerry West is the silhouette for the Auburn the yeah. Auburn logo, right? Like the or the the NBA logo. Jerry and, West and, is the, and, and 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 Michael is for Nike. That's right. Yeah. This could be this should be the Auburn basketball no logo. Kidding? Like the, wow. the Jabari Smith dunk in the NCAA tournament. I mean, burn that on the on the posterizing the poor Jack State. Oh yeah, no, oh yeah, oh the center. hapless, yeah. hapless Jack State defender nothing, that was I mean, that was in his way. Nothing that could be done. Absolutely. Yeah, Jabari was four of seven shooting threes, but yes, he took his last three to make him four for seven. The ball bounced to him uh, just at the top of the key, and what was it? Two steps and and a leap and a, a tremendous dunk by Jabari, and then the reactions from from everyone Auburn. We're just, uh, we're just great. Understandably so. I mean, that's one of the highlights of, you know, the, not, not just the year, uh, but, you know, I mean, that, that's one of the moments of the, of Bruce Pearl's time at Auburn, right? I mean, that, that's a, mm-hmm. a signature moment for Jabari Smith and, uh, and yeah, just an, an incredible dunk to sort of punctuate, you know, Auburn's, uh, you know, a, a pretty controlling second half for Auburn against a Jacksonville State team that, like we said, put up a, a great fight in the first. Oh, they did. 10, 15 minutes of this basketball game, but once Auburn started their run, I mean, I, I don't know if anybody was going to slow down uh, the Auburn Tigers that that reached. You know, once they got going the way they got going, I mean, that that's that's a team that can go very far in this tournament. It was the high-flying, full-speed Auburn at its best that we've seen a few times this year that, that nobody can stay with. I mean, it wasn't... Uh, you know, because of an undermanned Jack State, when when Auburn gets on one of those things with with uh, Wendell Green feeding Walker Kessler for dunks and Devin Cambridge flying up for dunks and Jabari hitting threes, I mean everybody was chipping in and their the the defense Auburn was playing. They were playing such um, tight, aggressive defense. One of the announcers. One of the announcers, I don't remember if it was uh, there, uh, Nance and Raffrey. No, I don't think it was Nance and Raffrey. I think it was one of the um, the guys back in the studio uh, just talking about how annoying it is to even watch Auburn play because they're so aggressive and their hands are are reaching and their feet are moving so quick. It was it, it was Auburn at its best 
there for that stretch from about the four-minute mark of the first half till, oh, nine or so minutes to go in the game. Absolutely. The shots were falling. The defense was, you know, playing – uh, you know, as as uh, you know, at 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 maximum intensity, uh, Auburn was rebounding. Uh, it was yeah, everything was everything was going right for Auburn. And if Auburn can if Auburn can find a way to reach that gear against any of the teams they could play in the next few games of the NCAA tournament, I think they like their chances of of being able to win. It's just a question of uh, finding a way to reach that gear and uh, avoiding some of the. Scoring droughts and avoiding some of the errors that can, uh, you know, can can extend a team's chances of of winning a a close NCAA tournament game. And Auburn's facing a uh, Auburn facing a Miami team that, I mean, had an up and down season, but played against some some talented folks. And I mean, we just saw Miami. I mean, do you, do you give them do you give them credit for for finding a way to close out a game, or do you do you look at it and you say that was a seven point game with thirty seconds left? And, Nah, not really. I mean, it's the tournament. That's the way things go. A lot of times you see crazy, just wild finishes. They were able to withstand it. That's right. They were able to avoid a collapse against a USC team that mounted a, a late rally of their own. And so now it's Auburn against the uh, against the University of Miami for a trip to the Sweet 16. Yeah, I really caution people to get overly excited or down on teams from what you see. Just remember back to Auburn's run to the Final Four. How they could they they could have been out in round one. It is literally you survive in advance. It's great if if they're all on cruise control, but they're not going to be. I mean, they're just it generally it's it's not going to happen every time out. It's good to be tested. Um, it's more comfortable not to, but but don't take any team for granted because they struggled. We were talking about UCLA, uh, and they're you know and 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 just mentioned Miami. Uh, just because teams struggled, may you know, uh, if they won, that's what matters. The only thing that would be big factors is if you lose anybody along the way, if you lose a player along the way. Speaking of losing players, Alabama's been without Javon Quinterly. But you know what? Alabama has been playing at their typical defense, which is not very much. Yeah, this is a pivotal. I mean, Alabama is just not a good defensive team. And uh, they're probably going to give up 80 again today and a loss to Notre Dame. Well, this is a pivotal three, four-minute stretch for Alabama, right? I mean, I, I, I'm not ready to – I mean, there's still enough time in the game where I'm I'm pretty sure they're not going to win. But, I mean, let's see if they can get this down to single digits or get it under eight or seven with a couple of minutes left. But the way it's trending right now, no, it seems like Notre Dame's going to win and maybe even win comfortably. Oh, well, uh, that was a, watch un- out. an easy, an unforced turnover. But, no, Notre Dame had 61 points with, with at the eight-minute timeout. So that's – Close to an 80 point, you know, two points a minute. And that's just something that's not been uncommon for Alabama. They just, they score a lot. They give up a lot. Yeah, if I mean, they play a little defense, they, they can hang with anybody. You don't want to, uh, you don't want to discount the importance of Quinterly. I mean, he's, he's one of the best guards in college basketball and having to lose him, uh, in the middle of an NCAA tournament game is a devastating loss for a team. But Alabama has backcourt depth. I mean, you would think that, I mean, yeah, it's going to mean more minutes for Davison and more minutes right. for Ellis. Uh, but they're, positioned to absorb an injury uh, to one of their great players. But uh, there are some other problems with the team that are, I mean, on that are compounded with the loss of Quinterly. You know, the, the deck is stacked against Alabama right now. They're down 13 with six minutes left. Right. 63 to 50 is the, is the scores. But uh, so, I mean, anyone watching this would say, well, don't even pay any attention 
on Sunday because whoever wins this game has no chance against Texas Tech. You can't do that. You can't do that, although I would also understand why people feel very yes, good. I would. I would understand why people around Texas Tech feel very good about their chances because Texas Tech is a good three seed that, mm-hmm. I mean, if, if they can get rolling, uh, they're, they're a... Uh, you know they're 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 a sneaky team in this tournament too. I mean, that, I've got them in my elite eight. Yeah, I mean that that's a uh, you you've, you know if, if we get Texas Tech Duke in the in the round of in in the Sweet Sixteen, that'll be one of the great matchups of the Sweet Sixteen. I mean, we, we were talking about there's a bunch of exciting matchups tomorrow just in the round of thirty two. Can't wait to see who advances. We should see some great basketball really from here on out. And we've I mean I don't the tournament has the tournament has not disappointed. Thus far, right? I mean, we've gotten some great no, games you're absolutely right. in the tournament. Didn't mention it too much, but I stayed up and watched UCLA. I did, and I mean that, that UCLA was on the ropes until very late. They they figured out a way to uh, to get going. Tiger Campbell's something when when he gets yep. rolling. The point guard for UCLA uh, when when Hawkes and uh, and Juzang are hitting their shots too. That's a team that can uh, can throw a wrench into plans. But UCLA's uh, attempt to return to the Final Four very nearly ended. Right before it even really got going with the uh, with the Akron Zips uh, playing playing really hard playing man they really they hung with them they, all game they long. did much longer than I, I sure didn't I sure didn't see that one coming um, now with all this going on we mentioned LSU playing a little later on um, some news uh, regarding a player that that Auburn more than just interested in very much in the picture for one of the top prospects in the country five star Julian Phillips has been released from his letter of intent that he signed with LSU. Um, he signed, of course, with, with Will Wade and asked for his release after the firing of Wade last week. He said, uh, due to the recent changes within the staff, I've been granted my release from the re- university and will be reopening my recruitment. He is the uh, number 11 in the ESPN 100, uh, 6768 small forward who averaged... Uh, 20 points a game on the Adidas gauntlet circuit this past summer. Uh, and and uh, we're, we're hearing Auburn is, is very much in the picture, along with Southern Cal, Florida State, and Tennessee. I heard Tennessee was, uh, was you know, a, a yep. school that when he picked LSU, that was, that was a fan base that thought they had a real shot at him during his recruitment. So I would think... Yeah, Auburn and uh, Tennessee, if he wants to stay closer to home, he's a South Carolina kid. So if he wants to stay closer to home, those would be two schools that would make a great deal of sense. Florida State, also within the picture uh, geographically, right. and, and that's, a, that's a school that's done very well recruiting you know, players in the top 10, top 15 of the, of, of the national rankings. Southern Cal's a wild card because Andy Enfield is a good coach. He's also found a way to secure a lot of high-profile talent over the years, and that would be, you know, if he's looking for something very different than some of these southeastern schools, maybe uh, he wants to, uh, to to head to downtown Los Angeles. Uh, now, another another name uh, from from LSU to uh, to keep an eye on uh, is Johan Traore, the, um, the the big man who's six ten, another five star that uh, was was heading there to uh, play for Will Wade. He has not, I mean, haven't heard anything except speculation. That he could be available soon as well, and Auburn, Auburn's another school that was really heavily involved with him. Still, no word on what LSU is doing with a coach. Uh, they, you know, their their next coach might be in the tournament still, right? I mean, you think about rumors of players like uh, Matt McMahon and 
uh, the um, and and even Scott Drew, right, have been have been linked uh, with as as possible candidates for LSU. So maybe they're still looking to find their next coach. Florida has their next coach as the uh, Gators have announced that Todd Golden is the twentieth yeah, head official. coach. We didn't mention that in in Florida basketball history, the uh, former Auburn analyst. And uh, was he an assistant too uh, under uh, yes, under Bruce? He was yeah. one year. He was he, he came in, I believe, as director of uh, operations, and then was the then was an assistant. That's right. So a uh, a former Auburn assistant. He's been coaching the San Francisco Dons for the last couple of years, and now he's going to get a chance as a head coach in the SEC with the Gators. Uh, Alabama trying to make a push. Uh, but but uh, Notre Dame able to get it back up to 10. Davison Alabama, just threw a pick Alabama, six. Alabama played pretty good defense for three or four trips there, which is uh, something that uh, got them within eight. But then, yes, another turnover. That's Alabama with the guards they have, it's, it's, it's shocking the number of turnovers that they commit with the guard talent that they have. And they're at the under four timeout. With did they get Notre to, Dame up ten sixty eight fifty eight? Did they cut it to eight? Was that it? Was that yes. as close to God? So yeah. I mean, they they had it. They they cut it to eight with the ball. A turnover gets it back to ten for Notre Dame. But Alabama making a little bit of a run. They were down thirteen and needed to make some headway on that mm-hmm. lead in order to keep this game competitive. And we'll see what the final few minutes have in store for Alabama and Notre Dame. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. Bill, Dan, and Drew here in the uh, Wow Business Studio. We'd love to hear from you. Anything, your thoughts on the tournament thus far, Auburn's play today, or anything that you want to talk about sports. Do have a little bit of news. We don't. Uh, we don't know if this. I mean, this doesn't. You know, this doesn't really update his status for the game on Sunday. But uh, Jalen Williams uh, was the one who made it official on the uh, on the big board. Uh, Auburn posting a, a video. I think it was on uh, Auburn's Instagram. Uh, has a video of of Jalen Williams uh, making the uh, uh, you know putting the putting the sticker. To represent that Auburn is advancing, and yeah, it looks to be—I don't know—it doesn't seem like there's there's too much uh, concern at the moment over his uh, oh, o- over his health. I mean, you know, obviously he needs to recuperate from a, a nasty shot to the mouth from uh, from Walker Kessler's elbow, but yeah, it doesn't seem to be uh, too urgent of a situation as he was able to uh, uh, to celebrate with the team a little bit after the game. We'll get to our first break of hour number two. Jeremy, hold on, you'll be up when we come back here on the Friday Drive. Time to churn up some more yardage on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. And on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive. 19 minutes after 5 o'clock here on this Friday afternoon. Yeah, it's clearing up a little bit. Looks like the rest rest of the weekend's going to be nice. Auburn baseball coming up in about 40 minutes as the Tigers host Ole Miss. Auburn softball uh, starting a series tomorrow against South Carolina. Auburn basketball winning earlier today 80-61. to Alabama trailing Notre Dame 68-58, 222 to go in regulation. And let's get to the Kia of Auburn hotline. 334-321-1390. And Jeremy is up first. Hey, Jeremy. Yeah, hey, guys. Um, man, I hated it for Jalen. Now, y'all, y'all kind of answered my question. I didn't know if there had been an update on his status or any concern going forward. But 
he seemed to have found a little bit of an offensive rhythm today, and we need that guy. Oh, man. Yeah, he. I mean, he looked very good on his two threes. He was three for three, eight points in just six minutes. Yeah, uh, he, he just looked like he he just comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and, look, some of that may be the opponent, but we – we need we need another guy. Um, whether it's you know you you hoped all year that it would be Allen that would figure it out and would get things going, but Jalen Jalen to me has been that guy that I felt the most comf- the most confident as the year went along would would be that guy. Uh, you'd still you'd still love to see Allen get it going because you need his defense. You know you you need him on the you need him on the floor for his defense, and when you have Allen and Zepp out there together, you know you're you're asking the other three players to do a lot offensively. Um, but at the same time, uh, you're no, you're right. Any any contributions from uh, you know Jalen Williams or some of the other players that haven't been uh, haven't been used, you know, haven't haven't been used a ton this year. I mean, Jalen Williams is very much in the rotation, but if he can, if Auburn can get more from him in the postseason, it's a it's a welcome addition to this team. Well, that, that's what I was going to say. You know, it's not that you need, it's not that you needed Allen to be. You didn't need any one person to be more offensive-minded or be able to score the ball so that they could get more minutes and play more. Like I think you'll still get the minutes and the defensive minutes out of Allen that you would get regardless. Hey, it was nice getting, just, ten, nice getting 10 points out of him today, though. It was. Um, you, just, you just need that other consistent score that's going to get you – that you just know you're going to get 8 to 14 from him every night. Um, I, you know, like I said, maybe, maybe we found it. Maybe we've gotten – Found found a little rhythm today. We looked good, and it was it was it was good to see. Um, how did baseball end up last night? Who ugly thirteen to six. It was it was one where let's see Auburn gave up a, a four spot in the first, uh, scored a couple, looked like they were getting close, and then uh, actually tied it up at four, and then uh, that then the defense just fell apart. I mean the pitching wasn't great. Um, both teams had 14 hits, but Auburn, Auburn made four errors and had a couple of other mental mistakes, yeah. uh, six or seven unearned runs. And that, and that you just can't do that against a good team. No, I, I, I picked it up about midway. I think it was six to four or seven to four when yeah. I saw it last. And it was, it got 13 kids, to six with, and about with, the seventh <laughs> and then stayed the same from that point on with, with three kids, with three kids in the NCAA tournament going on. I wasn't able to follow it. <laughs> yeah. I understand. Um, the, the way that I wanted to, um, yeah, I, man, I feel like if we can, if we can get a game of the next two without of them, it's big for us going forward. Oh, you're I, right. They I, don't I need to be swept. Like, yep. No, I, I feel like we can, we can finish in the top half of the conference, but against, against these really good teams, your old misses of the world, you've got to, you've got to steal a game. You can't get swept. Well, the other um, thing, Jeremy, they've got to get more than a couple of innings out of a starter. Lately, they've they've struggled. Sure. I mean, I think this is the third time that they haven't been able to get to the third inning with their starter. Yeah, yeah. Middle Middle Tennessee. I don't know. They even they were able to just square the ball up last weekend. Yep. It, it was it was it was disappointing to see. I, I keep I don't know with with Bruce here. You keep thinking the pitching is going to be the thing that's going to turn around yeah. and help carry the load, but it just hadn't happened. Nope. So. Um. All right, guys. Still, you know, glad glad baseball got their stuff together. Hey, Freddie's gone. Um, 
But I do think, I don't know how much y'all talked about it, I do think the Olsen deal may be the best offseason signing that you see outside of Freddie in baseball this year. Oh, no, I mean, they, they got the, him. I mean, the, the, the Matt Olsen deal. Yeah, I mean, if, yeah. He had, if he had gone to free agency, if he had played two more years like the two he just had and gone to free agency as a 29-year-old, I think it's safe to assume he would have gotten a much larger contract than the one that he just signed. Now, this eliminates any risk if he gets hurt. In the next two years, the Braves still owe him all that money. So I mean, there's, there's, there sure. is some, you know, he is, well, he he's there's, with anybody, exactly, though. no, but he, but he wins, he wins, you know, you know what I mean by by guaranteeing yeah. the next several years of his career. But absolutely, it's a team friendly deal for the Braves to be able to get someone it, playing that well in his prime for the amount of money they're going to pay him. Do you do you think do you think Freddie thought he was going to get an Al- an Albert Pujols contract? I mean, it seems like six was always sort of you know where, where most teams like. It, I think it would have been shocking if anyone went with, with more than six years for Freddie Freeman, given his age. You know, I, I think that some folks maybe thought the the AAV uh, would would be really high, but it also sounds like Freddie Freeman didn't take the biggest offer on the table. You know, there are rumors that an AL East team maybe was offering more dollar money, and and Freddie Freeman wanted you know the the stability of. Uh, his, you know, being a little bit closer to the the place he grew up, and his family has some California ties. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if you know maybe Boston or Toronto, you know, made it made a bigger, uh, you know, bigger dollar offer, but he took a little bit less to go to Los I, Angeles. I I really feel like the the surf in Southern California was was calling him home. Um, Although he'd do great things in Fenway Park too. I mean, make no make no mistake, Freddie Freeman. Yeah. Freddie Freeman do great thing. He, he would do great things in any ballpark. That's true. I can't that's, imagine that's what true. he would do. What, what that guy in Toronto with that lineup? I I hate to imagine the numbers he could have put up. So, all right, guys, thank you. Appreciate it, Jeremy. Uh, let's get right back to the Kia of Auburn hotline, and Matt is up next. Hey, Matt. I don't think Matt's hanging oh, up. Did yet. we lose Matt? No. Matt, if you get a chance, give us a call back. That's what I was. That's what I was um, looking at. Um, well, I think my prediction is going to be right. I said Alabama's going to give up 80. It's 76, 60, unless they just don't foul. Uh, 76, 62, there's really not that don't much reason put, to, really not that much reason to foul when you're down 14 with a minute to go. I don't want to put too much of it on Davison, but it did feel like a really big play when, when Alabama oh, got yeah. the ball back down eight and they were on the run in transition and they he gave up. tried a, a no look cross court yeah, pass. Turnover, turnover leads to a Notre Dame dunk. And, and I don't know if Alabama got it under single digits again in, in that game. No, I think they Bam, did, you know, Notre Dame got it back up over 10 and it stayed there. So Notre Dame will advance. Notre Dame, Texas Tech is your, uh, is your matchup on Sunday. And now, uh, we have a second SEC team eliminated from the field, right, Bill? Well, Kentucky last night. Uh, it has sort of followed the pattern from yesterday. First team in, pretty high seed. Play now. Now Kentucky was the uh, um, a high seed, but you had uh, a very impressive win. A it was a shocker last night, and to some people, a surprising loss. Although I I picked before you know, and and I didn't change it after the Notre Dame Rutgers. I just picked the wild card team to beat. Alabama because their defense is just so suspect. I, you know, looking at the three games where a lot of folks are picking an upset tonight, you look at Chattanooga, Illinois, Iowa State, LSU, and UAB, Houston. 
I, you know, if it were a better 11 seed, you know, if LSU had gotten a different matchup, I think I would have real skepticism about this LSU team. Iowa State played so poorly down the stretch. Yep. They scored 30-something points against Oklahoma State a couple of weeks ago. Like, this is this is a team that's going to struggle with, with LSU's and talent. LSU's I, very good defensively. Like, I, I don't uh, know they're if, so athletic. I don't know if LSU's making a deep run in this tournament, but I think they're going to beat Iowa State tonight. I wouldn't be surprised if they beat them handily. Yep. I like Chattanooga. I've seen them a couple times this year. I think if Chattanooga can, can get rolling offensively, they can give Illinois Illinois some trouble. Illinois has got size, so they could give Chattanooga trouble too. But that game, uh, not surprised at all that Illinois, despite being a four seed, is less than 10 points on the line. They're just an eight-point favorite tonight. And then uh, UAB and Houston, another game where, I mean, some folks think that uh, that UAB is a scary mid-major 12 seed. Like you said, Bill, there are some folks who believe Houston is way mm-hmm. under-seeded and good enough to win this whole thing. I can't wait to see UAB-Houston tonight. That feels like a, a total roll of the dice. Oh, you're not kidding. It's final, and and yeah, I was wrong. I missed by a bucket. 78-64, Notre Dame eliminates Alabama. We'll get to our bottom of the hour break. Love for you to join in in the final half hour of the Friday Drive. The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com and on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive. Final 25 minutes here on this Friday. Something we haven't even mentioned today is uh, spring football. Auburn scheduled for its third practice of the spring today. Uh, practicing again tomorrow. Uh, and they would be going into full pads if everything is on schedule. Well, a couple, I mean, a couple stories we, uh, we, we haven't, uh, I mean, we did mention that Florida has hired uh, Todd Golden right. from South, uh, San Francisco, former Auburn assistant under Bruce Pearl as the new coach of their men's basketball team. Deshaun Watson, big story out of the NFL. Cleveland Browns. He apparently Watson chose Cleveland yeah. as the destination. Looking that you don't, you haven't heard quarterbacks say that very much in the last uh, few decades. No, in a but long Desha- time. Deshaun Watson looked at the Cleveland roster and said they're built to Otto win right Graham. now. I mean, maybe. I'm I mean, sure. yeah, Bernie Kosar. You know, maybe <laughs> once or twice, but I mean, it's it's a short list. Uh, Deshaun Watson thinking that uh, Cleveland is built to win uh, with the right quarterback. They've made a uh, they've made the trade. Multiple first round picks involved. Cleveland going uh, sending uh, multiple picks. Uh, yeah, Cleveland sending multiple picks to Houston for Deshaun Watson services. Uh, Baker Mayfield will presumably be traded uh, to a new team. He posted a farewell uh, earlier in the week, sort of understanding that the writing was on the wall as far as his future in Cleveland. Uh, but, uh, yeah, a big headline in the NFL is it seems like Deshaun Watson is, uh, you know, after a year and a half, he has finally uh, separated from the Houston Texans, and he's moving on uh, to the uh, uh, to the Cleveland Browns. And then in the SEC... Uh, did you see the Emory Jones thing? Flo- no, Florida quarterback Emory Jones in the portal. No, I did not see as, that. You know, some, something that was uh, you know he he was 
Uh, you know, I, well, I just don't know. Yeah, I don't. Know. I wonder what kind of fit he would have been with Billy Napier's offense. Exactly. I mean, with with a new coaching uh, system in place, new offense, new uh, new quarterback. Uh, it's uh, yeah, it's 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 fair to uh, it, it's it's fair to wonder. And and it's that's that's really interesting, Dan, because we had a call uh, yesterday. Somebody wondering, well, why would anybody? Uh, no, nobody's going to be going into the portal at this time, is it? You just don't. You never know. They can at any oh. time. And still be eligible for the fall all the way up to May 1st. Oh, I think there are a lot of upperclassmen that want to see where they stand. And after spring practice, after they may spring, not. That's what, that's what most people are thinking is, well, nobody's going to do it now. They'll all wait till after spring. But Emory Jones not doing that. Well, if you already know now that you're not in the top two, maybe you've decided or you've seen enough sure. to make a, to make a move now. And if, if you if you understand early that you're not in the picture. I mean, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked to see an Auburn player who's not in line for playing time seemingly at this point. How about maybe before, maybe even before A-Day, a quarterback? I, I I don't know. I mean, I think that there could be. I mean, they, they would have to know what the, what you know, where they stand or, or have an idea where they stand. If if you're getting fewer and fewer snaps, then uh, that's, that's not a good sign that you're going to get an opportunity come fall. That's right. So, uh. It remains to be seen, you know how uh, how things shake out at Auburn. But Billy Napier, uh, you know, one of the one of the higher profile. I mean, Emory Jones, a big recruit coming out of high school too, right? I mean, this is a guy that a lot of people thought had a very bright future at the University of Florida, right? Seemed like a mm-hmm. great fit for a Dan Mullen offense. Oh, it, it, it sure I mean, did. you think about some of the other quarterbacks Mullen's had great success with. I mean, Emory Jones, a similar skill set. Billy Napier, it didn't seem like much of a fit there. He's in the portal, and uh, and yeah, I mean, at, here at Auburn, I mean, you wonder. Yeah, you're, you're you're segueing into it. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say you you wonder you know if if uh, I mean what, are you are you thinking about a specific quarterback? Yeah, talking about the portal. Yeah, I mean yeah, I'm, no, I mean I, I mentioned it yesterday just briefly, and I thought you know just that, that was as we were going to a break, uh, we were talking about um, the quarterbacks, but after after two viewing periods for the media, uh, it sure seems that the one quarterback who has struggled throwing the ball has been D. Davis. And I'm, you know, I, I haven't seen enough to, of D. Davis to tell you about what yeah, kind of player he is. Yeah, things can change quite a bit when they put on pads. I mean, maybe it's just you know standing in the drills. And but I've been like that. I've been asked by multiple people in the last week about D. Davis's prospects. You know, in this spring quarterback battle, and it just seems like you know if you look at the other quarterbacks Brian Harson has recruited, if you look at quarterbacks Brian Harson has coached throughout his career. D. Davis seems to be very different, both physically and just sort of in philosophy, right? He's, he's much more willing to use his legs to make plays than, I mean, even last year with Bo Nix, you know, it seemed like Brian Harson really sort of pulled down the reins as far as how much Bo Nix was going to run, how much they were going to use Bo Nix's mobility. Yeah, I, I just, I've, I've always wondered about the fit, and at no point has it seemed like, uh, Getting giving D. Davis a shot has been a priority of this uh, of this coaching staff. Their priorities have uh, have been elsewhere. You look at the other quarterbacks they've brought in. Uh, you know they've they've been more interested in seeing what they've got out of out of those guys. Even though you know both both practices when the media has been able to watch D has been the the second quarterback up and has been uh, working with uh, Jarquez Hunter. So it looks like he's number two right here at the beginning. But um, the concerns just from drills of of him struggling with his timing on passes, you know, more than seven eight yards has to be a concern. Yeah. What What are some of the uh, What are you hearing out of the viewing periods? Like any, anything uh, anything good? Anybody that you know catch, catching folks' eyes? I know there've been a couple receivers that that have been uh, have been mentioned. Yeah, Tavares Dawson yeah. once again. Um, uh, 
All the all the receivers apparently are, are doing a very good job catching the ball. Um, I mean, that's the, thus far, just just through the little uh, time that folks have had. Um, I think just the the physicality, the the just how the players appear to be bigger than they were a year ago has been the main thing because they've been in shorts for the first couple of days. You know, they were they were going into uh, uh, shells and then full gear. Maybe it it may be full gear tomorrow. It's it's should be shells today. I'm not sure if tomorrow would be uh, shells or full gear. I know their first the first scrimmage is scheduled for next Saturday, so um, that's when that's when guys will really be able to separate a little bit and and will be able to tell a little bit more. But um, just the the one thing that that everyone has commented on is just the the enthusiasm and. Um, that that everybody, all the players, really just seem to be very vocal and very into the first couple of practices. Yeah, well, check back with us about number thirteen. Absolutely. I mean, there's and there's. I mean, you mentioned that you might see some attrition from this Auburn roster. You might see some Auburn players during spring practice or after spring practice decide they don't like you know where where, where things sit at the moment and they're going to try their luck in the portal don't forget that auburn might also add players oh, who make that decision from other places i mean we're expecting expecting maybe isn't the word I, I wouldn't be surprised if there are opening day 2022 there could be several starters that aren't on this uh, that aren't on the team right now i mean you think about last year right auburn between between the spring game and the end of the season, or between the spring game and the beginning of the season, Auburn went into the portal and added uh, several players that ended up being important pieces yeah. in in 2021. And I wouldn't be surprised to see Auburn, uh, especially with some some room to add players, wouldn't be surprised. Now, how much room does Auburn have to uh, to, to add Seven players? Seven or portal? eight spots. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not exactly sure which one. Uh, that's just because of the total number you can bring in per year. So you could lose 15 more. Now, I don't think Auburn's going to lose 15 more. But, I mean, it doesn't really matter how many more you lose. You can't replace all those. You can only bring in that total of of uh, 32 new players because the NCAA allowed seven additional on top of the regular 25. But we, but we don't know the rule about uh, counting them towards next year. Right, and now if you add players over the summer, like the, the, if you if you want to go, if you want to add more, if you wanted to add more than that, like how many of them you could count I, against? I, I I was told that the NCAA has said it's thirty-two. Okay, you're not counting forward. You could count. You know, if you had some left over from before, it could be over thirty-two. Don't believe Auburn has any extra, so it may it may be thirty-one is what they is all they have. So I don't believe you can do that unless you get into the blue shirt, the guys that don't go on scholarship when they first come in, and I don't see that being someone who is liable to, to be a starter. Oh, I think you're absolutely right. So, so, But I, I still think if, if Auburn has seven or eight spots, uh, Jeff Schmetting said the other day that, uh, that Auburn is actively pursuing help at the edge position. Uh, I have to feel that that Auburn, despite the fact that uh, the receivers have looked good early on, that they really could use another receiver or two. Although it, it's looking like, I mean, there are a couple of reports out there now that Corey Rucker, the former Arkansas State player, is either headed to Ole Miss, which is very near his home, or South Carolina. Shane Beamer doing a very 
impressive work adding talent. That's right. Not not surprising either that there, you know some skill position players might be interested with the addition of Spencer, Spencer Rattler, Rattler to uh, mm-hmm. to that team. But uh, but yeah, I mean you're seeing some group of five players that become very hot commodities when uh, they present right. a skill set into the portal. And uh, and yeah, he's he's one of them. Yeah, Rucker was a guy that I mean he, he had a 300 yard receiving game. So yeah, you'd you'd love to add somebody who's a deep threat like that. So, uh, but it looks like I mean Auburn's been very interested in him. But yeah, the the word is right now it looks like either South Carolina or Ole Miss are his top two. But Auburn very much looking for help at receiver. So that could be two or three, maybe four spots. You still have three or four more. I know people are saying, uh, when are you going to add more linemen? Well, you know we were talking with with Jason about this and. And I, I really think that if Auburn is looking at offensive linemen, they'll be looking at young offensive linemen who have multiple years who would be content coming in and learning the system and not necessarily contending for a starting job this next year. But for sure, they could, they could look at an offensive lineman or two there. I wouldn't think they'd, uh, they'd mind. If you, if you can get a quality defensive lineman, you always take them. And I wonder about uh, guys on the back end of the secondary at, at uh, safety or nickel. Oh, no, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, you look in the, the defensive backs. I mean, Auburn has, I mean, may, maybe they're in a position where they'd like to add one more for numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the moment, I mean, I think Corner, they're... I think they're fine. Maybe, they, maybe they'd want to add a little more experience at safety, right? I mean, on top of Zion Puckett and, and, and Donovan Kaufman as, as projected starters. And if those are your safeties, who's your nickel? And who's your backup if those are your yeah. safeties right Maybe now? Maybe Marquise Gilbert, you know, the the uh, JUCO All-American could come in can, and, and play one of those two spots. Can James play safety? No, can, he's a corner. Yeah, can Simpson play safety? He's a corner, right? I mean, they, no, he's a corner. They, I mean, I so, mean, those guys could be nickels, but I don't I don't know about safety. I agree. They, they, that's, that might be a position where Auburn, you know, could be looking on top of the skill position offensive spots. I mean, mm-hmm. receiver, a receiver or two would make some sense. But no, Auburn could. I mean, and... I think everybody's always looking for pass rush help, right? Oh yes. I mean that's that's, well, that's that yeah, that's what I was talking about with Jeff Schmetting saying, you know, working a couple of linebackers there at the edge, but always looking for more for more help there at the edge. So so yeah, that's something to keep an eye on. Auburn's bringing in uh, a couple of guys. They're bringing in, I believe, this weekend. And I'm Jason was talking about this too. Remember, this is a, a big junior day coming up this weekend, but they're. Uh, I believe they're also having a visit from a former LSU trans uh, LSU receiver who's in the transfer portal, um, Coy, and I can't remember his last name. He's uh, he 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 went into the portal um, right at the end of the season for LSU, and and I believe he'll be visiting this weekend. So who's, who's somebody to watch? Who's uh, we talked a little bit about the Auburn baseball matchup with uh, with Ole Miss that, that we talked about earlier in the show as well. Who's starting tonight? I do not know. Auburn? Have they, have I they do announced? not know. Okay. No, when when uh, when the uh, pairings were were released yesterday or Wednesday uh, Auburn was TBA for tonight and I did not uh, honestly I, I did not hear uh, Butch after the game last night yeah there were a couple of crazy games going on in in the NCAA tournament I was keeping up with the score but I did not hear any announcement as to who the starter yeah because I, I hadn't seen a name earlier today and I thought maybe maybe there'd been know. some news uh, of late I'll, I'll see if I can find out if, they, if they've announced anything uh, since then all right, we'll uh, we'll go ahead and get to our final break of the afternoon. Still time for you to join in if you'd like. 334-321-1390. It looks like Texas uh, is going to advance uh, as they have a 16-point lead over Virginia Tech. Haven't had uh, nearly the thrilling finishes today. And Miami and, and Southern Cal was 
was uh, one of the closer games we've had today. A lot of um, fairly comfortable games, at least in the early session here on this Friday. Let's get to our final break of the afternoon. Stick with us here on the Friday Drive. Let's get back to the drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com and on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive. Final few minutes here on this Friday afternoon. Bill, Dan, and Drew. All right, so we know Auburn's matchup. It's Auburn and Miami on Sunday. Um, Drew, Drew, open your mic. Drew is a Drew is a Miami. Huh? No, Drew's, oh, a, Drew's okay. a Miami fan. I want to get his thoughts. Can I leave? On, no. <laughs> okay. No, I'm I may leave. All right. No, no, I want to get I want to get your thoughts, Drew. Miami, one of the shorter teams yeah. in the NCAA tournament. Trouble. But they don't turn it over. They no, and they play not, good defense. They do not turn it over and they create turnovers. They do. Dan, is is that is that somewhat of a concern? Because Auburn's guards at times have turned the ball over. What's the size like in the backcourt for Miami? Because USC they got a lot of attention. Four guards and a forward. Yeah, yeah the, the, the attention. Like, you know, Miami, six, nine, USC's size got a lot of attention in that right. matchup when people thought like, oh, well, if USC advances, they're, they're going to be really big for Auburn's backcourt. I don't know if that's as big of a concern with Miami, but the guards play well. I mean, Auburn's yeah. guards are going to have to defend, and it's not just going to be one of them. I mean, it, you know, Zepp and KD and Wendell, um, you know, I, I think that Auburn is going to be able to go to the three guard lineup a little bit more than they would have been able to against USC if that's what they want to do. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you're, you're facing off against a, a confident group of guards that just eliminated USC and uh, and believe they can uh, believe believe they can beat just about anybody. I know. Going into the last two minutes, they had three turnovers in the game, yeah. and they'd had a, they'd had. Two other games this year where they had fewer than five, where they had five or less. They had five and one and four and another. So, I mean, they're not a team that turns the ball over very much. And that usually is a key to Auburn's offense. Auburn loves to get uh, to run off turnovers. Might I say, might, might I point out that Miami has, uh, you know, in, in the, in the seven player rotation of guys that, that really play quite a bit, uh, four of them. Are above thirty-seven percent from three yep. on the season. They only went one of fourteen in the game earlier today, and still, still beat won. still beat USC. If Miami heats up a little bit from three and does everything else that worked today, uh, they could be a formidable opponent in the tournament. Yeah, I, I know a lot of folks have said, well, uh, including me, have thought, well, this this appears to be a better matchup because of all the hype on USC's height. I'm to blame for some of that. I think I've been talking about USC nonstop yeah, you since have. the matchup came yeah, out. You have. But um, but but no Miami with with their ability to handle the ball and create turnovers, it's going to be very important for the Auburn guards to um, to protect the basketball. Absolutely, I mean this is a Miami team that's going to uh, you know they're going to play. It's a different kind of matchup, you know, four guards and a forward. It's a different kind of matchup than what you would have seen with the uh, with the USC Trojans. Uh, Miami, I think, is a little more deliberate in the half court than uh, than, than USC. I mean, Miami USC is trying to play a lot of transition offense and and live ball turnovers. You know, it, it, USC would have been 
I think this is more of a Styles clash, right? With Auburn and USC, these are right. the two teams with a lot of similar philosophies going up against each other. Miami and USC, Miami and Auburn do things very differently. Miami's going to try to grind it out, slow the game now. Auburn wants to get running, right? Auburn wants to uh, mm-hmm. uh, to, to play up tempo. It's just going to be a matter of who can uh, who can dictate tempo, who can impose their will, who can win. Of course, the question for Miami is who matches up with Jabari Smith and Walker Kessler? No one. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, thank you. Thank you for. I mean, there aren't there aren't many there aren't many teams that have an answer for that. Um, so so again, a key uh, one of the keys and 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 Walker, uh, I thought played very well today. Uh, there there weren't any you know just dumb fouls, uh, unnecessary things like that. You know, Walker Walker stays out of foul trouble and stays you know stays healthy. Um, Auburn's got something that that. Hardly any teams have an answer. For it's them. not the same as the Auburn attack, but Duke's forwards had a lot of success in the uh, in the last matchup with Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Bancaro and, and and some of those other fellas uh, were really able to uh, really really able to have success. And so I wonder if that's going to be. Uh, although you'd love to have Jalen Williams. You know, if your if, if your attack is uh, feed the forwards and go to yep. the basket. If you're Auburn, you'd, you'd love to have Jalen Williams available. A little bit of uncertainty as to his status following his injury earlier today. Yeah, but but as you said, uh, he he was. Uh, he was posted on Twitter. Or That's right. No, so Auburn so Auburn was. Auburn posted a video of him, uh, you know, sort of uh, uh, putting the sticker on, on the big board and uh, and and you know sort of punching Auburn's ticket uh, to the next round. It remains to be seen if, if he's going to be evaluated further. I know there was concern about a concussion on top of the chipped teeth uh, after the uh, after the game uh, on uh, earlier today, but. It remains to be seen what's going to happen with Jalen Williams. Hopefully he's okay. Hopefully he's available. Uh, Auburn could certainly use his services on Sunday against Miami. Just about out of time here on the Friday edition of The Drive. Been a uh, fun one. Of course, it always is. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. Monday, we're at Franklin Tire. Brian Matthews will be with us. And we'll be talking Sweet 16, hopefully, including Auburn. We'll be talking Sweet 16 no matter what. Well, I know, but I mean, hopefully it's going right. to include, uh, include Auburn. Hopefully the Auburn Tigers make it to the second weekend because, uh, yeah, there's nothing quite like it when your team advances that far in the NCAA tournament. That's going to do it for the Friday edition of The Drive. Have a great weekend, everybody. We are out of here. Right.